G'day wedding planners, you are listening to the To Be Wed podcast, a podcast where we share stories and tips and tricks about the wedding industry so that you have the motivation and the inspiration that you need to plan your perfect wedding. My name is Mike and along with my wife Emily, we are the hosts of this podcast. We recently got married in 2022 and it was the greatest day of our lives, but I was 25, Emily was 23 and we both felt very isolated from the wedding community. We both struggled financially to plan our wedding and we really wanted to make this podcast to be able to share the information that we gained along that journey and share some of our knowledge and some of our wisdom with you guys as well as just sharing some interesting stories. So let's jump in. Well, we are back another week, another episode, another highly requested episode this week or if it's not highly requested, I know that a lot of people have been asking this question. We're talking about kids at weddings this week. I don't know why this is such a hard thing for people to talk about or something that gets people so heated. Yeah, I think this is like one of those taboo topics and either way that you sit on the fence, it's kind of like a lose-lose situation. Yeah, I think people have very strong feelings about whether the kids should be invited to weddings and I think depending on whether you have kids or not depends on what side you are on that spectrum. Yeah, and I also think it depends which kind of comes into like whether you have kids or not, but also whether you want kids or not comes into this debate, I think, too. Yeah, I think that definitely definitely plays a role in, in the respecting of other people's decisions when you can understand it from your own point of view. But I think, yeah, people that have kids are definitely swaying towards allowing kids at their own wedding. Or if not allowing, being more lenient about the rule with kids, how much they're able to come or whether they're allowed to be involved in some part of it or whatever it might look like. Yeah, and I guess on the other side, like people that don't have kids, it it seems very strange for them to have other kids around because they're not used to having to have kids anywhere near them. So that for them, I can see that being being something that would require a lot of adjusting to and, and something that they may have to be persuaded on. It reminds me of a conversation that we were having the other day and I wonder if you could take us through the story that you were telling about adults losing friends when their friends have kids mm. and and speaking because you were saying that you heard something about um, an adult who wanted to hang out with their friend who now had kids but was never able to hang out with that adult alone. Yeah, this was actually from a podcast episode I was listening to it's called Life Uncut Podcast and it was a question they were answering and the top level summary was basically someone's best friend was having a kid and they were expressing that you know they don't really want to hang out with the person and their kid and there are two women who run this podcast and one has children one doesn't and they were kind of both saying that you know you can't really ask that and It got me thinking because it's kind of like when your friend gets a partner or a boyfriend or, you know, anyone and then you want to hang out with them but you don't necessarily want to hang out with their new partner and it doesn't seem nearly as taboo to do that than as it is to be like, I don't want your kids there. Yeah, I think it's definitely a a hard sort of question to ask, especially for a parent in the early stages of having a kid to ask to hang out with them alone when the responsibility obviously lies with them being able to take care of the kid. Oh, and yeah. So they can't just like, and so they can't just like leave them at a drop of a hat. Totally understand that. But then that, that made me sort of think about when you're getting married, 
it's kind of like the one day, right, where you can ask people to leave their kids behind mm. and it is somewhat acceptable. You know, I think a lot of people, depending on who you ask, but I think there's a large majority of people who would think that that is an acceptable reason to leave kids away. Yeah, well, I don't think it's implied that kids are invited. Do you know what I mean? Like if your friend has a kid and you're going out for coffee, they probably just bring their kid. It's not an invitation type situation. But at a wedding, most invitations will stipulate clearly whether or not your children are in fact invited and can attend. Yeah, and I think I don't I don't bring this up as a reason that you should be like, oh, this is my one chance to play this card, so I'm going to play it and mm. not allow my friends to bring their kids. But I also think it probably would impact some people. And, you know, some people probably would think that way and <laughs> think, well, I don't want kids there because I've had to have them every other stage of my life. This is the one time I don't get to have them. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, and I'm speaking to specifically childless people <laughs> or people with children who can remember prior to having kids, like when you go to a restaurant and there's you're paying a lot of money to be at this restaurant and there's just this kid who is screaming or crying or having a tantrum or running around and the experience of that just becomes so much lessened. And when I think about whether we invite kids or not to weddings, that is the kind of thing and I think that's why it's acceptable is because it can really impact the wedding experience, whether you choose to have kids or not have kids there. Yeah, well, how about we start there and how about we start with some of the reasons why people may not want to have kids at their wedding because I think there are a lot of reasons why you may not want to have kids and as you said, it's not implied that they would even be there to begin with. So I think starting with the reasons why not is a good spot. I first want to start by saying that this is your wedding day, so you don't have to have an excuse. We're not telling people that you mm. have to give anyone a reason. This is your day. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, and so don't feel that you need to be able to justify this to other people. Um, this is this is your day. As long as you and your partner are happy with the decision that you've made, then you have to be have to be comfortable to go through with it, you know. Mm. Other people have to be happy for you and if they're not, you've got to question why they're even invited anyway. So make sure that you're making a decision for yourself first and foremost, but I do think in some cases it's good to have have some sort of reasons that you can throw around because you know there are going to be people who may kick up a stink about this type of thing. Yeah, I think like any wedding decision, it has to be based on what you truly want and I think that it's always good to examine what we want and it's going to make it a hell of a lot easier when you're trying to to justify it, like unless you're a real confident person and I am not one of these people, but if you're one of those people who can just be like, no, and leave it there, good on you. You do that. But personally, I don't have that confidence. If someone asks me like, can I have my kid? And I say no. And then they say, why? I'm not going to, like, I feel like I'm going to have to have, or I would feel like I have to have some kind of justification. So let's start very high level and the reason could be as easy as you don't have the amount of space to be able to have kids, you know. Mm. You have a lot of other people you're inviting. You can only have 50 people. You don't have space for them and all their kids. And I think this is one of the weird things, right, is how much children can blow out the the guest count because let's just say three people have three children each. That's like an extra nine on top of the other three people and then all of a sudden three people becomes 12. And so I think that we underestimate how much children add to it and not only that but I know we've talked about in earlier episodes and if you weren't around for them, 
it, we basically talk about like where do the invitations stop and if they're stopping at like your first cousin or maybe your second cousin, like you, I just think how many kids are part of that? Like how many kids go down the line? And then at what point, like, do you say only, you know, siblings can have their kids? Do you say only close family can have their kids? Like, I just feel like it's not as simple when it comes to guest count as saying we are or we are not having kids, particularly if you're older and you've got people who, you know, you might have your auntie who then has their children and then they have their children like I just think it's not as simple as sorry I just don't think it's black and white when it comes to this and we've also talked about adding like plus ones Mm. onto your guest count before as well and I'm a big advocate for not really inviting plus ones or not allowing people to bring plus ones if you're not that close with them like you have to actually pay for everyone who comes to your wedding so I wouldn't be inviting people who you don't value spending time with and again it's the same thing with having kids there and I think one of the interesting things with it as well is that you might have a cousin who, and let's face it, we all do this. There are all those people who get invited to a wedding and not because you value your friendship or time or relationship with them, but because it's a political move or it's to maintain, you know, to not have huge family fights or to make mom or dad or whoever happy. And so I think like, they're the ones who <laughs> it sounds awful, but like they're the ones who are most likely to have the kids. And then like all of a sudden you've got this person who you didn't really want anyways. And then you've got their three children who you now also have to invite. And I think that moves us on to our next point, which is that you may actually want to spend quality time with the guests that you're inviting. And so having their kids around can sort of detract from that is obviously going to take up their time and energy if they are just looking after their kids while they're there and, and understandably, you know, if, if a person is to have their, have their child around, they are responsible for their child. So they're probably going to be drawn away from the activities of the night when they have their kid there. So, you know, if you're only inviting people who you're really close with, this may be an opportunity for you just to spend quality time with them. And that is not a selfish thing for you to say because at the end of the day, this is your wedding day. Yeah, I think one big thing that I find missing from this conversation or any conversation when it is about children, whether or not it's specifically about weddings or whether you want children in general, is the grade that's missing in it. Whereas I feel like as soon as you're saying like, I don't want kids or I don't want kids at my wedding, people are like, you monster, you don't care. And I think the hard thing for me is like, I want to spend quality time with you. That is one aspect of this. But I also know that you have a child and I care for you and your relationship with your child and I'm not trying to be mean about your child and I'm also fully understanding that, of course, if your child attends, they're going to need your undivided attention at times. And I think that, as you were saying, it is a time to spend with them and I also don't think that makes you a bad person but also you understand that, of course, it's going to detract. I think that's an important conversation to think about. Like if you are going to have kids, are you okay with that detracting from your day or your time with those people? And I guess this is also where I sort of believe in having a blanket rule for mm. having not having any kids at all. And I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later on about where you draw the line, but I think – especially for people in your bridal party, close friends and family members, if they've got kids, 
they're probably the people that you do want to spend the most time with. And so yeah. if they've got a kid and they're dragged away by that kid, even though you may have a close relationship with that child, you know, it, it may be an older child, you may have a relationship with them, things can still go wrong on the day that draws them away from you. And if that is something that really means something to you on the day is having your having your bridal party around you and they happen to be drawn away to go look after the kid during the evening, well, then that is going to be something that is not going to be great for you because that was, if that was something that really meant something to you, you're not going to be happy with that situation. So I think the blanket rule is important because if anything, you should probably be having the other way. You know, those people on the outskirts, extended family members who you don't really care about, maybe if they have a kid there, it's not going to detract in this sense because you're not going to spend that close of time with them. But maybe think about whether you should invite close friends and families, allowing them to have kids. I think that can even be more harmful on how you can feel during the night. Yeah, I think having a blanket rule is a great idea. No matter how you want to chop that blanket rule, whether it is kids over, like a popular one is saying, you know, kids over 16 or kids over 10 or um, no kids at all or only kids of aunties, uncles and, you know, siblings and close friends or something, I think because it is personal, like it's it's the same with inviting a plus one in my eyes. Like if you have someone who you really love and who is a big part of your life and someone says you can't invite them, you're going to be upset. But if it is a blanket rule of like no one's getting plus ones, then it feels less personal and less of a personal attack. And then on a more practical sense, I guess – Statistically speaking, a lot of people that have kids at a wedding tend to go home early. Yeah. Because obviously kids have to go to bed early. So that is a is a genuine excuse to use um, to not having kids there because you don't want people to have to leave the night early or not be able to enjoy themselves or not be able to be there with you right up until the end. Um, I think that in a lot of cases is a big reason why people don't want to have kids there. If they're having a if they're having a day that goes late into the evening. Mm. having kids is going to detract away when they're starting to cry, when they're upset, when they need to go to bed. You know, even if even if you have accommodation nearby, the parents are still going to have to head out and go to take the kids to bed or have someone there to look after them. It's still going to be things drawing away from your night. I actually think this is a really hard one as to whether you – I don't think it actually matters heaps if you have or do not have kids at your wedding. And what I mean by that is you and I didn't have kids at our wedding – but we also didn't have many people who had kids at our wedding. Like they were some cousins, but maybe that was it. There was no one of our friends or our immediate group that had children. And so I don't think we necessarily got the full experience of the the backlash, but also the experience of people having kids. Because I think that even if you don't have kids and they're staying on site and they've got kids at home, they're more likely to go home early anyways. And I th- I mean, there's not really – I don't think there's a solution to that. I think it's just an unfortunate truth if you get older, particularly if you don't have kids and how that feels. But I think it is something to be mindful of and also be mindful that, you know, if you have kids there, maybe no one in your immediate circle or people that you truly want to be spending the night dancing away with have kids anyways – so maybe it's not a big deal if you invite kids. Like for us, I didn't want kids, but even looking back at our wedding now, I think if the people who did have kids brought their kids, I don't know the material impact that would have had on people staying late because the people who had the children anyways didn't. 
really get up on the dance floor or stay out late anyways. And I think that's in our situation true because we didn't, as you said, have a lot of close friends that had kids and most of the people that had kids were older so they weren't the people up there dancing anyway or the people that were that close to us. But I can foresee and have seen at other people's weddings that I've been to them having close friends that do have kids and them having to go home early, them having to be able to take their kids, having to go and look after their kids during the reception Um, and I can see how that could detract. And interesting that you brought up about regardless of whether their kids are there or not, they're going to be still thinking of their kids so they may go home early anyway. I think if you're giving people that option to maybe hire a babysitter or hand them on to a friend or family member, hand their kids on to be looked after for the night, I think they're less likely to run home if they've pre-planned that. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I think that you're right. I just, I think it it makes it less likely that they're going to go home, but I think you might still have to grapple with the fact that there will be a handful of people who probably do go home to relieve the babysitter at 10 o'clock as opposed to staying to 11 or whatever it might be. Now, I know we've spoken about a lot of reasons for not having kids, specifically, I guess, at the reception, but there are also reasons why you wouldn't have them at the ceremony either. And I think one of the biggest reasons for people there is they don't want kids being in the way. You know, the amount of wedding ceremonies I've been to where a kid is up and down the aisle, they're screaming, they're crying, you know, they're drawing away attention from the things that are actually happening. I think that is a big reason and one of the big things that leads people to not have kids at their wedding full stop and I can completely understand that. Yeah, I think that, again, this this perspective is going to be completely different as to like whether you have kids or not because if you have kids at the point that you're getting married, your kids are probably 90, I'm like 99% sure that you're bringing your kids along, right? So if they're going to be screaming, I don't think you care that there's going to be any other kids because it's already a factor that you've kind of made peace with probably. But I think that this... Yeah, for people that don't have kids, this is super annoying. And I'm talking to someone who doesn't have kids. Now, I I like, you know, my friends who have kids, I like their kids. I get along with their kids. Do I want their kids screaming at my wedding? No. And it's not to say that I don't appreciate that you're a parent and that's a really special time of your life, but it's annoying. I don't – it's – I want my other guests to enjoy it too and I want to enjoy it and I don't want – to hear your child crying. Yeah, and even if you can control them during the half hour to an hour that the actual ceremony goes for, they're probably going to be in the way for other parts of the day. You're going to be running around screaming during family photos. They're going to have heaps of energy at your reception, you know, understandably because they are kids, but understandably then I don't want to invite them. And this is something that I've seen on like, yeah, when you're at weddings and particularly in the reception during speeches and the kid might yell out something funny or they might scream or they might run across the stage and all of a sudden it's not about you. And you might be totally fine with that and that's cool, but there'd be a lot of people who are like, this is the one day that the centre of attention is on me. I don't want that to be the case. And then the last reason that I can really think of off the top of my head is if it's a really formal event. You know, often, and I think this is one of the big reasons why kids aren't expected to be invited to weddings because I don't think traditionally they were because it was a more because it was more of a formal event and you would never see kids at any other formal event anywhere else in the world except at a wedding, you know. And if you're trying to have a very formal event, a very black tie event, having kids there obviously 
even with what we just spoke about, having having kids screaming and running around during the event is not something that's going to be looked highly upon, especially if you're trying to create that environment. So I can definitely see in that sense why you wouldn't want to have kids there. Yeah, of course. And I mean, there are some, like I've even seen, you know, when you go to restaurants or you do a ticketed event, it'll say no kids because of the nature that, you know, it is formal. I can't get kids meals, so they probably won't eat the meals. It's going to be a waste of money essentially. And I think that, yeah, that's important, particularly if it's like a reception anyways. I mean, it can be kid-friendly, but we're also talking about like a lot of alcohol, long times for sitting in one spot, you know, they don't get to just play. So there are things that, I mean, you do have to give it a lot of consideration as to how you make the event kid-friendly if that's the path you decide to go on. Yeah, and I think for a lot of those reasons, I think that's why most people choose to not have kids. I want to make some points about because we I feel like we've been a bit negative on the whole kid thing but I do think there are reasons that people want kids for example you know you're you have kids of course you're going to want kids at your wedding or maybe you know a large portion of your family member family members have children you have a close relationship with those children have the children there we're not saying don't have kids at your wedding if it's something you want to do then do it and I think also one important point I want to make is that we are talking from a very Western way of having a wedding. So for a lot of cultures, there is no option. Kids are invited and are part of your day. Yeah, and I think that's important to speak about. Well, you can do, at the end of the day, you can do what you want to do. You know, mm. If you would like to have kids, have kids. You know, We're not saying it's bad to have kids, but I think more often than not, people are questioned nowadays when they don't have kids rather than if they do. Like no one really questions why are you having kids they're just like, well, I like kids. I'm having them, you know, and like no one questions that. But I think as soon as you say you're not having kids, everyone's going to ask why. So I think it's important to really weigh up the pros and cons. There is more potential for things to go wrong if you do have kids than for things to go wrong if you don't. Like I don't think people, anyone's, I don't think anyone has ever been upset that they didn't have any kids there. But I think a lot of people have been upset that they did have kids there. Yeah, I think that what's important about considering when you want kids is the planning aspect as you kind of said and you know we'll jump into that a little bit later about what are some of the things that you need to plan if that's because it does add another layer of complexity to your day and so if you do decide to go down the route of not having kids at your wedding there are a few things to be mindful of and a few things that I think are important to do in that instance, if you are planning to have no kids at your wedding. And the first of which is to give people plenty of time to plan. If you know you have parents coming to your wedding who have kids, you've probably got to give them a lot of notice to be able to plan what they're going to do on that day, especially if they're already planning in to travel as well. Mm. If they're traveling and bring their kids away on a holiday, but then they can't actually bring their kids on the day to your wedding. There is a fair bit of planning that's got to go into that. Yeah, which I actually think is one of those things like if you're having an international wedding, for example, or a destination wedding that's very far from home, I think you do have to give consideration as to whether you allow kids in that instance because you're already asking people to be put out and then now you're asking, well, I need you to find a babysitter, particularly if it's in a foreign country. Like that can be quite intimidating. Yeah, absolutely, if you're getting married overseas. But again, that... That is all part of the planning about early plans, having them in place about what you're going to do with having kids. If you're going to even organise like 
a babysitter there. If you're having an international wedding to look after all the kids, maybe you have a space for them on the day. Maybe, you know, they're allowed to bring their kids along but only for certain hours and you're going to have someone, an area or a room that where they can all go during the day. This is all part of the plans and if you're not planning to have kids or if you're planning to have them in any capacity, you need to work this stuff out early. Yeah, and I think one of the things that go hand in hand with giving notice is how you give notice. I think that if you... We know that invites can come out quite late and save the dates usually don't have any information as a, except for where it is and when it is. And so I think that, you know, you should make direct contact with the people, give them a heads up that, hey, like we're probably not going to have kids at our wedding. Is there a way that you can work it out? Um, I think it, and also being honest about it because even though it's probably going to be a hard conversation to have with a lot of people, if you kind of put it off or say, oh, we've been thinking about it or I'm not sure yet, it's only going to inflame it when it, you know, you do finally have to be like, oh, no, we're not having kids. So don't just drop it on the invitation, you know, three to six months out. Try and give them, as soon as you know, let others know. And it doesn't have to be every single person, but maybe those closest to you, you let them know in person. Yeah, and I, I definitely think there are ways you can go about this that frames it in in a more sort of positive way in asking them to be there, you know, 100%, asking them to spend time with them and spend quality time and that you really feel that it would be valuable on your day to spend spend quality time with them and you understand that it's hard. I think you have to be polite with these people. You know, when they do have kids, it's a hard thing. So, you know, you've definitely got to be polite and as you said, make sure you give them as much heads up as you possibly can and if that means speaking to them in person, you know, speaking to every single person that you know has kids, I think that's important because it sort of frames it in a way that you're out in, out in front of any of the questions that people may ask and, and you're making sure that you're not conflicting in the things that you are, uh, are saying to, to, to different people. Yeah, and that comes into, you know, consistency and being on a team with your partner as well. Like if you're going to make this decision, stick with it. Or if you decide halfway through you're not going to stick with it, make sure it's a joint decision and you both do that. Um, I think no matter what your wording is, no matter what your message is, justification, whatever, be consistent and be on a team about it. And whatever decision you make, don't say, oh, we're not having kids because Michael didn't want kids. No, we're not having kids because we didn't want kids at our wedding. And then the other point that comes in there is that if it is a blanket rule, I think that's important to drop that as well. Like make people aware that there aren't anyone having kids. There aren't any. There aren't going to be any kids at our wedding, and so for obvious reasons, the, the, they can't have their kid. And I think that that puts people a bit more at ease because if you tell people that you're not having any, and then a few actually turn up because you've invited other people's kids but you haven't invited theirs, then that's where the drama will start. So having a blanket rule. And even if you're not having a blanket rule, if you're having your kid or you're having a close child in your family attend, maybe actually let them know that so that they know that, oh, there is going to be one kid there but it's for the X, Y, Z reason and they're more okay with it rather than turning up on the day and expecting that there aren't going to be any other kids there. Yeah, and I think this brings us to exceptions to the rule and one notable and important exception that I believe to this rule is those who are breastfeeding. I think that it is extremely hard to ask a breastfeeding person to not bring their child if they're a newborn. And I personally wouldn't put my friends or family in that situation where they're breastfeeding and can't bring their newborn because it's already hard being a new a new parent, yet alone then trying to figure out 
how are you going to feed the child? And like they're literally dependent on being with the person you're inviting. So personally for me, I think if they're breastfeeding, you kind of have to allow them to bring the child or at least have a conversation very frankly with them because if they're if they're going to come without a child or in their breastfeeding they're going to have to think about how can they get that breast milk to their child strange question but is there an age range on that like i feel oh. like people can be breastfeeding for years these days oh yeah but i wouldn't say the average is years no <laughs> but no no i but. do think that you know and i'm no child expert but I do think for 6 to 12 months of the child's life you can expect that they'll be breastfeeding oh, yeah. the minimum and I think that realistically like the the good thing about having a newborn there as opposed to like a 3-year-old is they can't walk <laughs> so they're probably not going to interrupt and everyone that I've experienced who is a parent and has a crying baby just leaves the room because they know that that's part of it. And so I don't think in reality they – I don't think they're the children you're worrying about. I think it's the children that can run around and speak for themselves and cause havoc that are the children that you you think of when you think about children at weddings. Yeah. And I guess while we're on the topic of exceptions – what sort of other exceptions or what other sort of numbers you play with? Because I know for our wedding, we definitely tossed up the idea of what age range we would have for having allowing have kids there. Like we didn't plan to have any kids, but sort of older children were going to be okay. Is there an age range that comes to mind for you or that you think is more acceptable? To be honest, I think teenagers are fine. Like most people who have teenagers and I'll, I'll put a blanket of like 12 and above ideally I'd go like somewhere around 15 16 but if I'm saying older kids like they're kind of at that point where they're not needing to be run around they can sit still for a certain amount of time and they're they also have I guess manners um, at usually at that age so I think it's the part where I'm more against having kids at the wedding is in those parts where they're still quite young, they can't sit still, they don't know manners, they don't know what a wedding even is probably. Um, that's the age range that I have more concern about than either newborns or older. It's a weird one, right, because I think the ages that you would be acceptable to have them at your wedding are the ages that parents would be okay to leave them behind. Mm. And I say that because I think a lot of parents that have kids between the ages of like zero to eight or nine, ten, want to bring their kids along because they're very dependent still and they don't trust them having them in the hands of someone else. But as soon as they get to those teenage years, parents are happy to sort of palm them off onto someone else and not have them around. But you're like, oh, they're, they're okay then at that age and you're allowed to bring them. So that it, it, it does create that sort of weird space where people are like, oh, you're inviting them. I don't really want to bring them, you know, because they're annoying me mm. at home. Whereas when they're like eight, you're like, oh, I'd really like to bring my kid because I don't want to have to leave them alone because that's so sad. But you're like, no, I don't want that kid because they're screaming and crying. Yeah, and I think it's such an interesting thing because people often use weddings as like, oh, we're all dressed up so we want photos and we want, you know, this and that yeah. and they're like these nice memories. But I feel like as they get older, you know, you start to have those and there's less care given. <laughs> this is not a moment. You choosing to get married is not a moment for your extended family to get a group photo or extended families to get their own group photo without you in it and I've often had that request before as well like because you've got because friends of yours have kids and they haven't gone to organize their own family photos yet 
that's not a chance for them to all dress up nice and have a family photo, you know. So don't feel bad if that's the excuse that people are having is that, oh, I won't have my kids in the group photo. Well, there's ample opportunity to have another family photo. And I know you touched on other exceptions before about if the people getting married have kids, if you have kids, you know, that may be a reason why you have kids there on the day and I think that's okay. Um, Obviously, you can make that rule for you because it's your day and you can have the only kid there. That's totally fine. Um, Obviously, make those decisions up about who are your close friends and family. If you are having them have kids because those, those actual children mean something to you, then yeah, make that decision. Another one is like, Having like a ring bearer, having like flower people come down the aisle. If they're going to be kids, you know, they're obviously going to need to be there. And then I guess the only question is whether you have them there for the whole day or not. Mm. A lot of people decide just to have kids at the ceremony, have them for the family photos if people are going to complain about not having kids in the family photos, but then not have them there for the evening. You know, there is alcohol around. It is late into the night when kids are probably going to go to bed. So not having them there for the evening, I think that's a, a good sort of compromise for a lot of people. Yeah, I actually like that compromise, particularly because people are going to know the demographics that they're in. And I think that there would be a lot of people who maybe can't afford a babysitter from 2 o'clock from your ceremony time to 11 p.m. And I like that's nine hours. Like that's a super long day that they have to pay someone else potentially. And you've got to think about like, well, maybe a lot of people who have kids don't have parents or someone else that can look after them for free so maybe they would have to pay someone so at least then if they're not able to be there for the reception literally just cuts that time in half so I think it's about actually thinking it through and knowing the demographic of people who are going to be at your wedding. Just lastly I want to move on to some of the things that you can do if you are planning to have kids at your wedding or or a few of the things I think you really need to do if you're having kids because there are a lot of things Um, that you need to have in place because it's an extra sort of moving part to have at your wedding regardless of if you're having them at your ceremony or your reception as well. A big question that I hear thrown around a lot is should you have a babysitter or should you have some sort of like creche or some sort of kids area at your wedding, maybe, you know, at the reception if you're planning to have kids at the ceremony but then you hire someone out to go look after them during the reception and we we spoke about this before if you're having like an international wedding as well where kids are probably going to be there with parents and they don't have friends and family around, you know, if you're getting married away from their hometown, it's hard for them to find someone to look after them. So is that an option? Yeah, I don't think that this is a bad option. I I do think about the logistics of that because it's not like you could – there's no room that you could put the kid in or anything. Like they'd still be in the room. They'd just well, have – Potentially could be. It depends on the venue. Yeah, of course, but I don't think that a lot of people would want their kids separate. I do think a way that you could kind of get around this is – you could organise or at least help organise having a babysitter who goes to one of the the hotel rooms or whatever and then communicating between a lot of parents because you might be like, oh, well, you know, this cousin, they've organised a babysitter for 10 kids. Do you want Johnny to be part of that? Or, you know, at least talking about that and kind of communicating that amongst a lot of parents because then they're not there but I think parents would feel better because safety in numbers obviously and the kids are okay and they can all be there and so I think that to me that would be a better option than trying to get them there at the reception I mean unless the the parents really want to be in the same room as them yeah well I guess then the only other option is like having actual sort of like play space, having like a kid's area in the room where you don't have a hired sort of babysitter but you have the parents can have them hanging out at an end of the room 
you know, because the kids are obviously going to need to be up and around. They're not going to just hang out at, at your table for three or four hours, hang out, yeah. s- hang out still. Like they need something to do. You got to entertain them in some way. So maybe just having a space for them to go and hang out and actually play. Yeah, and I think I've seen a lot of people be like, you know, the colouring in is not enough because they get bored of colouring in. So making sure you have multiple activities, um, you know, doing little kits up, having toys, having board games there, whatever that that looks like for you and making sure you're also factoring that into your budget again if you do choose to have children there. Yeah, again, obviously this is another expense but it depends on the age of the kids. But I've seen people have like entertainers there for kids, you know, okay. have them in a different space, have, have you know, like depending on how many kids you're obviously having there, you know, if you're having a lot of kids, having a space or having an entertainer or having someone to look after them, having a place, having a playground even, like having a jumping castle off to the side, you know, yeah. being able to do things during even the afternoon when, you know, the parents are hanging out, allow the parents just to have a little bit of a breather, you know, Maybe that is something you have to plan in if you're really keen on having kids at your wedding. Yeah, and it might even be something you consider when choosing a venue. You might choose one that has an outdoor area that kids can run around in. The other thing that I have seen is having kids on their own designated table. And I'm not talking about small little kids. I'm talking about sort of teenage kids having them on their own table and not having them with the parents. And I think a lot of kids get dragged along to a wedding and have to hang out with their parents and it's just weird. Um, and so a way that you can split the parents and the kids up is having them having them on having them on two separate tables that maybe like are next to each other, but still that creates a bit of a separation. So you can go and have a chat with the parents and you haven't got the kids right there. Um, so having that space where you actually have a kids table as well up an end of the room away from the parents table. And the only other thing that I see a lot of people do is they give kids jobs to do on the wedding day because they think that it will entertain the kids, right? Now, I'm not talking about being a flower girl, being a ring bearer, anything like that because those jobs are obviously important and I think they normally do go to kids. But I'm more thinking about other tasks like handing out the ceremony booklets, like playing music, handing out sparklers, handing out pieces of cake at the reception. A lot of people give those jobs to kids because they think it will entertain them but often what happens is things go wrong when you do that because the kids are obviously all over the place. You know, They can be the best kid in the world but things may not go to plan on the day and when you give them a big job like that that's going to actually require them to do a lot of things you know a kid could walk around and drop all the cake on the floor a kid could forget to hit start on the music a kid could you know not be able to do something in a circumstance I think don't I think if you're going to have kids there great but steer away from giving kids big jobs you know and these may not even seem like big jobs to you these may seem like an easy thing but unless there are very old sort of teenager that you can really trust, I think go away from trying to entertain the kids in that way and just have them there as kids and don't have them there as as someone who has a role in your day. Well, it's given us a lot to think about and I guess the whole point of this conversation is to say you do you, basically like all our episodes do, but if you are just having a bit more of a think about it, don't just blanket and blindly say yes or no to children, have a bit more of a thought and how that if you are going to have children, how you're going to plan for that or if you're not going to have children, how you're going to plan for potentially the backlash and the justification that you're going to need to give. But I think that's all we have time for in this week's episode, guys. I hope you did really enjoy this episode. 
If you did enjoy it, we would really appreciate it if you could share it around with a friend or family member, someone else who's engaged, someone else who's getting ready to get married and planning their own wedding. I think this could be super helpful for them and I hope that if you guys found this helpful, then one of your friends would as well. Another way that you can really support our podcast is by leaving us a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate getting all our written reviews over on Apple Podcasts and we always read them and it warms our heart to know that there are so many people out there enjoying this podcast and enjoying each and every episode that we release. So if you guys have a minute, we would really appreciate it if you could go and leave us a review over there or just a rating on Spotify. And lastly, if you want to keep up to date with everything that we have going on, all the latest episodes of our podcast, a little bit of the behind the scenes, do be sure to follow us on Instagram at tobewed underscore podcast. We update a lot of stuff on there and we keep you guys in the loop with upcoming episodes and also ask you guys some questions about what you want to hear on the latest episode. So make sure you go and follow us over there. But until next week, guys, we hope you have a great week and we'll speak to you all again next Friday. Happy planning. Bye.